Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast, where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by Chloe Senior of Kinetic Dance and Wellbeing. Hi Chloe. Hello. How are we? Are you good? Yes, yeah, looking forward to this. Good, excellent. So I believe you've listened to a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, know a few yeah. local business owners as well, which is good. I do, I do. So I should shout out Becky, Becky Field from Westfield Coaching. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you want to start off, as I always do, by telling us a little bit about yourself, your journey and where you got today? Sure, gosh, well, um, my journey is a bit of a, it's not a very straightforward one. I've had a bit of a a windy path, I think, to to get to where I am. Um, And I've, I'd say I've I've been following my nose, really. I've never really had a a kind of plan to get to this point. But um, I started out when I was probably about two years old and my parents threw me into my first (laughs) dance class. That's how far back I'm going to go. But basically from from the age of two, I've been dancing and um, dance has been a part of my life since yeah I was walking basically um okay. and I was very lucky that my parents were really supportive of um of me being in the arts and and of me having that as a hobby um so I was sent shipped off to dance classes every Saturday as I'm sure most parents do on a weekend um <laughs> with the with the with the ballet skirt and the ballet shoes and um and all of that and I and I loved it and I kind of grew grew up in that world of being surrounded by people who um love the theatre love the arts so my mum my mum was an opera singer that was her background um and my dad worked in the arts as well so I was kind of in a, a nice bubble where I felt really supported to when I had that little dream one day where I was like I'd from moving from being like the two-year-old to the to then the 16-year-old who was suddenly thinking about what to do um later in life when I was like I I think I want to do this as a career um my parents were really supportive and they were like well let's, let's give it a go um so yeah I I carried on kind of every Saturday from the age of two to 16 and probably three nights a week I was dancing um I never had a Saturday morning um off I still don't actually because I still teach on Saturday mornings (laughs) so Friday nights has never been a thing for me um and yeah and I and all throughout school I dancing drama the arts was the only thing that was I really enjoyed and I felt good at Um, and there were some really like pivotal moments when I can remember I think everybody has these moments where you really remember somebody saying you're good at that and you can do this and I'm not the best like and I, I probably wasn't at that time like I'm you know I'm no Darcy Bustle and I wasn't definitely wasn't back then um but from somebody saying so kind of my parents being that like lovely like really supportive and had a few teachers at school drama teachers and a dance teacher that just were like you're you're good at this so I just like clung on to that with my two hands and I was like okay I'm gonna do this um yeah and I went off to London to train um to be a musical theatre performer um at a place called the Erdang Academy, which is a kind of very intense um, three-year degree training in um, in being a performer. And nobody where I... A few people had, had done that where I came from, but nobody had really had that experience. So I had no idea what to expect. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I moved down to London at 18 and... Um, started training and it was um a very very intense experience and that is kind of really shaped where I've got to now um okay. because yeah that so did you dance yeah. professionally then um so my three years training was 
a an amazing kind of physical experience and you know my te- like technique grew and um and I, I loved getting to dance and do what I loved every day but when I graduated I didn't my my, my love of performing had kind of gone and it's really okay. it's really odd that you know that could happen you know after three years of doing a performing degree that you'd come out and think well I'm not sure but I just had realized that it wasn't for me and it wasn't that the perform the performer lifestyle is a very kind of different lifestyle of of auditioning and having to give up um a lot and it's it's a very kind of intense life and I realized that I love to dance and I love to be in the arts and I'm really glad I did those three years but after those three years I didn't um pursue performing um okay. yeah so a lot so of you my... like dancing for you rather than for other people yeah I think I think that that was it um and I still feel quite kind of self-conscious in a way saying that because I think oh you know did I do, do I regret it or do I not but I, I really don't I just think it's something that I do like I love yeah for me and the it was the lifestyle really as well of being a performer is so uh unstable because mm-hmm. um, you don't know when you're gonna have your next job yeah <laughs> yeah so um that I kind of quickly realized I was like I'm not sure that's how I want to go forward okay so this was um, you graduated when you were what 21 21 okay. yeah so um yeah yeah, 21. And then... And so what's happened since then? Because I'm guessing that wasn't last year. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Things have... Yeah, exactly. And that's it. End of podcast. Um, no, so um, I... My first job out of um, uni was the first, again, like another quite pivotal moment where um, my one of my teachers and tutors at my on my course was like oh we've got this graduate position on this community dance project that we're doing do you want to do it and I was like well yeah I need a job so I'm gonna come along and do it um and that was with a company called Slide in Croydon and I had no idea what community dance was I was like I only know about how to perform in like the West End how to you know mm-hmm. do the jazz like you know it was very <laughs> jazz hands full face of makeup I was yeah it was uh, uh, a that's what I knew so I I was like okay I'll go along and do this community dance project and see what see what it's about and it's still not a very well-known term community dance but um isn't that how things like stomp grew yeah maybe yeah I I might be totally wrong but that's I suppose something like stomp where you've just got a collective of 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 individuals rather than a dance troupe I suppose and then a lot of the if you look at watch BGT and you get the the dance teachers that are the hero the unsung heroes that bring the community together through dance yeah that that's that's exactly it kind of how um it's not so much about um one person getting all the praise it's it's there's much more to it than um than just the performance in a way it's actually kind of about Mm -hmm. the journey and that's a very cliche thing to say but (laughs) it is um so this particular project that I worked in there was no kind of shiny rehearsal room that we were in kind of it was Mm -hmm. underneath the Sainsbury's in a church that also had a library in it and I was like where am I like what's going on and I know I was like but it it taught me a lot about um kind of just embracing um new things and throwing myself into something and being a bit uncomfortable and that's kind of been a real theme of like where I've got to of okay being um being a bit uncomfortable sometimes to to kind of to learn and to grow and to um yeah to try new things so um this community project that I did was working with a group of disabled non-disabled old young 
um, everybody was invited. Mm -hmm. So Slide have a very inclusive, it stands for South London Inclusive Dance Experience. Right. Okay. And um, I had no idea what, what, what inclusive dance was back then. Mm -hmm. um, and that was my first real taste of, ah, oh, so dance can be used for something other than just performance and it can be for everybody and it can be um therapeutic in a way and it yeah. can and you don't have to have trained for a million years to dance like that blew my mind I was like but nobody here can do high kicks like what's going on and like that and that was like my ego back then of like yeah. I'm a trained professional like I should know what I'm doing but I suppose um, it sounds a little yeah. bit like maybe a battle of the bands compared to the O2 Arena. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah, or yeah, karaoke yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. I think in my, my brain back then was like, oh, this doesn't feel like professional or something. It didn't feel, but actually the, what, what mattered was like the experience that the, these people were having, were having all together yeah. through, um, through the arts yeah, and yeah. That was my first, like, kind of, yeah, like, okay, like, this is something that I am really fascinated in and I want to know more about. So then, um, since then, I've just been, uh, like, weaving my way in and out, just trying to find um, my place within this community dance world. So um, I started doing some training, working with uh, people dancing and um, more training with slide. Um just trying to figure out who I wanted to work with and and why and how so I worked with older people um with Cheshire dance as well and kind of doing a lot of work with older people and um and health and that kind of crossover so how okay. dance and the arts can like help um older people with their um mm -hmm. with uh, preventing well, it's movement. falls it's yes, movement I suppose exactly. isn't it and there's going to be core and yeah. balance and all sorts of stuff involved. Yeah, yeah, and it's absolutely. Not go and get on the treadmill or the recumbent bike for half an hour. <laughs> no, it's amazing. If you've ever, um, there was a post going around a few weeks back on Instagram about a, a, an old an ex ballerina that used to be a in the Russian ballet or something, and she's got dementia, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and they put a piece of music on, and as soon as they put the music on, her like fired all these neurons in her brain yeah. she was like suddenly back to life and I've seen that happen obviously I've not wow. met a Russian ballerina but I've seen that yeah. happen with um older people who um yeah have, have, just when they hear a piece of music they come back to life um mm -hmm. or, or they have a kind of like yeah they get more energy and that is their um and it's different to just sort of yeah exercise in a sense I mean I know I'm talking yeah. to a, P, a PT here but um, <laughs> <laughs> um we've, we've no but I can see that it's, yeah no it's, it's definitely different and I think yeah there is a power in in visual and audio I mean obviously yeah we're, we're in the audio sphere here doing a podcast and there's a huge power in that and you can really tell a story through just just audio Mm -hmm. But from a dancing point of view as well, with the visual and the the touch and the the tactile nature of dance as well, that's really going to bring somebody back. I mean, you look at one hundred percent any any senior person today, and whether they've got a history of dance or not, there will be a piece of music, there will be a poem, there will be a movie, there will be a book, there'll be something that you can give them. Um whether it's physical or audio or visual doesn't matter. There'll be something that you can give them and it takes them back and it takes them out of that, um, that slump for want of a better word that they're in mm -hmm. and dance the way you're talking about community dance. It's like an, it's like an additional way to communicate. Yeah. And, and it just sounds, yeah, it sounds brilliant. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you've, you've mentioned something that, is like such a so you, you you mentioned like touch and that kind of tactile element which we're mm -hmm. so missing yeah. right now oh yeah and absolutely. dance is so much about that and um and having that connection because i i truly believe 
it's going to sound very cheesy I truly believe like dance can like it can change lives and it can change like I think if we all did like a little bit more dance every day like I think we'd honestly all be happier mm-hmm. and and I don't mean that we have to like go and be um Britain on Britain's Got Talent and diversity even though we you know I love Ashley Banjo he's my favorite <laughs> but um but um I truly just believe it I think actually just comes back to moving your body and I know you can probably relate to that in yeah I was just when you were saying I think we should all dance every day I'm not going to disagree but I'm not going to (laughs) agree I think we should all find something that that empowers us in that way Mm -hmm. whether it's dance or music yeah or writing or reading or exercise or sports because I say the same about triathlon yeah. Like everybody should run and ride and swim like mm-hmm. categorically because of the the buzz of the feeling that you get f- from doing it and everybody can't do everything so I think it's yeah. I totally agree with you but I don't think it's just <laughs> just that no 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 and I'm with you because I would argue with you and say I I try I've tried the running but it does not you my body just says no, no. but dancing <laughs> works for you whereas exactly. I can run yeah but I've got two left feet. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that <laughs> you'd come to one of my dance classes. <laughs> um, no, but this is, so this is the beauty of community dance and why I love it because it, it does, it challenges, it challenged my perception of, mm-hmm. um, of, uh, of kind of what dance means to people. And so, so, so I've worked with older people. I've worked with, um, uh, uh, teenagers and I've worked with early years as well and families and parents and I really right. love 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 working with early years because I think kids can teach us so much and they're like crazy and fascinating and when I started working with parents and children I don't know if you found this with like fitness as well but it wasn't the kids I was having to teach it was the parents mm. I was having to convince and be like no it's okay for you to look a little bit silly as well and for you to move your body into you know it's and it kind of was a, a challenge for me to realize like oh some some adults really aren't just used to even moving their body like oh, absolutely in any absolutely. I've done in any sessions way. in the gym with um with families so we used to do a family specific session and I'm, yeah. I bet you've done very similar sessions with families as well but I've done like zoo circuits yeah so the ki- kids love it <laughs> Because they have to walk around like a giraffe or a monkey or a snake. Love it, yeah. And and the adults just think, what on earth are you doing? And what Mm -hmm. are you making me do? But then actually, by the end of the session, they're like, Jesus, not only did I enjoy that, and I could see the kids having a great time, but I'm absolutely knackered. And it's done something for me. And yeah, so I can totally relate. And also, it's then like, it's so simple, but that's like it's yeah. a connection between the parent and the kid and for yeah, them yeah. And, and for the for kids love it one of my favorite things to do was to get to do like a role reversal thing where like I used to get the adults <laughs> to like be the kid and the kid used to um so I'd get the adults to lie down on the floor and like pretend to be like like a long like I don't know a, a rock or something and I used to get the kids to have to like pretend to push the adults and the adult used, used to kind of have to be like really kind of heavy and um as if they couldn't move and the kids used to love it they used to love having this like role reversal of like mm. I can't like look at me like I'm, I'm I'm strong I'm trying to push my my parent across the floor and for that role reversal I think it's really interesting to kind of I, I don't know I just love playing with that like um dynamic of the kids having a little bit of power because essentially yeah. that's what again going back to I'm teaching dance but I'm I'm never just teaching dance I'm always thinking about what's um what's the other lesson here like what's the who's in the room and what do they need and you know is it is it just that these parents actually just they do they just need to sit down and not do a lot or do I see that they they do need a little bit of encouragement to kind of get out their comfort zones and have a play or you know so yeah so there's there's always something going on behind the dance if that makes sense that's what community dance means to to me yeah it does sound yeah. like it's a communication tool as much as anything else because it's an opportunity yeah. for you to communicate with both parent and child and well you yeah. to communicate with clients and for the clients to communicate with each other yeah yeah 
you've got it i'm, I'm talking to the yeah preaching to the converted um yeah, yeah and that doesn't mean i'm gonna go start dancing <laughs> oh by the end i'll get you by the maybe, end maybe. that is a challenge so yeah i mean this is a it's an absolutely fascinating story but Let's fast forward then to now. So what right, is, yes, what's the business now? So you run Kinetic Dance and Wellbeing. And yeah, I can see so, the wellbeing from, from what you're talking about. So what, yeah. what is, what's the product or, or the service that, that we're offering now? That's good. So right now, um, it's kind of taken another shift in a journey because um, of, of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kinetic Dance and Wellbeing. Well, let's talk BAU rather than pandemic so business as usual because we're hopefully going to go back to business as usual yeah well unless you've changed tact totally yeah so i kind of right okay sorry (laughs) let's go back to the pandemic then (laughs) well um yeah it's it's kind of a funny one because i see um i see I talk about it like it's my old life now, which is very, mm-hmm. which is not. It was only a year ago. It was but, only a um, year ago. <laughs> but I'm not doing anything. I don't recognise what I was doing before because everything I was doing before, teaching in primary schools, working with kids, mm-hmm. um, working with older people, working with families, um, I don't do any of that now um, because I made the business decision um, in September of last year to September 2020 2020 mid-pandemic yeah Yeah. to to just focus on my um adult classes Um, okay and um, so we're talking adult being sorry to interrupt we're talking about because you said you work with young and old and adults so we're talking about so not the two extremes just adults so you sort of 25 to 50 year olds um yeah 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 yeah, exactly um yeah so so that and that was a shift um because I have never just focused on one area ever I've always been doing you know multiple things but Mm -hmm. um because of the um I really feel like I felt like I needed to 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 focus in and to um for like for me to build my business skills um kind of not to just do the classes but the behind the scenes work of branding and um you know yeah all all of the stuff that I've kind of been neglect I kind of have been neglecting or putting Mm -hmm. off um you know the that was one of the silver linings I guess of all of this is because is having the time to um Mm -hmm. to do that and um just and I, I really enjoy teaching the the adult fitness classes at the moment. Um, right, okay. So why have yeah. you chosen adults when you because you've spoken with so much passion and enthusiasm? Uh-huh. Yeah. About the extremes <laughs> of ages, and then you've gone in the middle. Now I'm sure there's I just, passion. I love a there. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I get I'm a bit oh I'm gonna sound I sound terrible like I just um it's it's not that I get bored but I um I think my I want to do everything all the time and okay. um I well I'll give you a bit of backstory to the the adult classes so they basically started because of the because of lockdown and having um no seeing all my friends and my family miserable at home back in April Mm-hmm. um and 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 I knew the power of the power of dance so was, but honestly it was it was in, in my head I was thinking like if people could just get up and move their bodies I know that that would give them 45 minutes out of their day just to forget so I just yeah. started offering classes to my friends and my family just to be like here let's just put some music on just copy me we'll just do something silly and 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 everything that I've done with the kids and the older people is still in that class like I'm still really silly I'm still yeah. like you know and I'm still kind of using music to like to to play with memory even for adults but um th- that just kind of grew and uh people started inviting friends and um I'd have like 30 people in a class and I wasn't really charging for it I was kind of just like here's a here's a class that I'm putting on um and then I suddenly realized like oh actually this is this is a as, this is a business here mm-hmm. in its um in itself and um 
the the thing is with the the other classes I was doing sort of the kids classes and and older people classes like it financially like it it wasn't yeah and I hate saying that because it shouldn't be about the money but it is and um, you're running a business at the end I'm of the day aren't you? Yeah. yeah exactly and it's not to say I won't go back to to, to doing mm-hmm. all of that but you sort of have yeah. to run you, you've got to run a profitable slice of business in order to be able to fund the charity or not charity that's the wrong word but you know what i mean the yeah. charitable yeah. the goodwill the less profitable 100 yeah um, so i mean if you can charge i've no idea what you're charging but if you can charge eight pound for an adult class and for a kids class it's only four pounds then obviously it's you, mm-hmm. it's twice as much money for the, that you're earning for the adults which means that the adults are sort of part funding the ch- and that's not I'm aware now that that makes your business plan sound your model sound really bad that's my that's me talking there and it's just dead simple two plus two equals four yeah that's obviously not how it works but you've but, got to have some arm a, that pays yeah. for something else haven't you that that's how um kind of some not for for profits work is they have they have a kind of an arm that mm-hmm. that yeah it gives them a lot of money that then they put back into other yeah. work and I'm not I'm I'm a sole trader I'm not um not for profit but that is kind of a, a goal of mine is that I do have um I'm yeah. supporting me as a business so that then I can go out and offer yeah exactly like you said mm-hmm. offer um you know put, put time into finding funding for for things yeah. and things like that because I, I know I'm getting paid somewhere else and and the thing is with the older people in um the kids classes online it wasn't the same and I really no. struggled with that the connection no. and I, I know the parents loved it and they needed it but um I was it was just not it was just not the same not having that connection and yeah I can see that I mean we were talking about the the tactile nature of dance before yeah. um, so my daughter goes to dance classes she does ballet and tap on a Monday night and then what they call acro so it's sort of more acrobatic type dance stuff on a Tuesday night and she's totally bored online she's five years old but and as as much as the teacher tries to help and you've got the teaching assistants still online if there's one kid getting bored in class that's what the teaching assistants there for isn't it Mm -hmm. to try and bring that kid it back into the room but it's totally impossible online because yeah. you can't split out in well you can split out into separate rooms but it doesn't work because you need the teacher in the same room yeah all the I think time first pandemic it, it everybody was kind of just throwing themselves first first lockdown sorry everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody was throwing themselves into it but I think this lockdown has been very different um for everybody and I just feel like I have to shout out anybody that is continuing to do kids classes or any kind of online mm. classes like they're also I mean I know they're getting paid to do it but also the a lot of people are struggling right now with doing like I have a lot of friends who oh yeah have just, no have just I mean, stopped because it they can't, can't be easy it cannot yeah. be easy because you've got kids that are just you can see the disinterest mm-hmm. in I mean I sit at when I'm working on a zoom call with six team members and you can see the disinterest within team members when somebody's talking and never mind children who just wander off and go to the toilet or or start doing cartwheels because they're bored of whatever the teacher's saying yeah. absolutely it's so difficult <laughs> no, I know and I just hope I just yeah we just need something don't we I, I, I wish I had the answer for everyone to yeah. be like just we'll all do this and it'll be okay but um yeah at the yeah, we'll get through it. We'll get through it, won't we? <laughs> of course we will. Yeah. yeah. So we're currently working with adults. Yes. Just adults. Yes. Excellent. So yeah. And it, is it because you mentioned the word fitness there as well when mm-hmm. you started? So is it is it fitness or is it dance or is it fitness through dance or is it like I mean, if I came along, would I be coming to a dance class or would I be coming to a fitness class or I mean, yeah. I mean, sell it to me. <laughs> sell it to you. 
Right, I'll try. Um, that means you come in then. I'll give you a free class. Um, so we've got, yeah, it is because of kind of the market of 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 who I'm pitching it at and um, where I'm going with it. I am selling it as a um, as a fitness class mm-hmm. um, because that's what people I think recognise. But um, so is but it it's in the same scope dance. as Zumba? You could see like, it. As... Zumba's fitness through dance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah, definitely it's kind of... a fitness class, not a dance class. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different, it's definitely fitness because we're working our bodies. Mm-hmm. We're, um, there's, there's strengthening and conditioning in there. And um, there's, um, yeah, it, it's a workout, but um, it's through dance. So the company that I work for now, so in a sense that some teachers, have bought into Zumba. Um, I work for, I have a company called 305 Fitness, who are an okay. American brand. Um, so from uh, in October, after I've been running these classes for like eight months, I realized that like, everybody was like, oh, you're, you're really good at this. And, you know, we want these to continue. And I felt like for my kind of CPD, I was like, but I, I want to know, I, I want to know more about the fitness side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just the uh, the dance side of it. So I found this company, Three Hundred Five Fitness, who kind of gave me an instructor training on, um, you know, teaching um, dance as fitness. Okay. Um, so I've kind of meshed what I knew before about dance with this new fitness world, um, right. and I'm teaching Three Hundred Five Fitness, who um, I really get behind their brand and their values and what they teach. Um, but it's and you know it's a really empowering dance class but it is also it's hard it's a fitness class as well so yeah you kind of have your your cardio section and then you have your toning and then you kind of you do learn like a small dance at the end but it's all done in a in a really kind of empowering and um Mm -hmm. non non non-scale i teach it in a very non-exclusive way so you can be a complete beginner um yeah so I, i teach that class but then um, I've also kept kind of the original class that I was doing before, which um, I now call Dance Empower. And that okay. is, I call that more of a dance dance class than a dance workout um, because I my aim for that class is to, um, it's a little more, it's a little bit more follow along. Um, you don't have to learn any routines. You're not using your brain as much. Um, and that's, that's more of a dance class I would say because I I do ask people to kind of just bring themselves uh it's I'm very into like my my background is like contemporary dance I'm very into the weird dance probably what people would think look at and think that's not dancing that's what I love like that's in my heart I'm like and I say to my I say to my clients I say the weirder you look when you dance the better time you're having because I and I know that doesn't mm-hmm. work for everybody, but um, I do. There's something about um, in that dance and power class, getting people out of their comfort zones is a big, uh, a big thing. It's kind of that stop talking, start sweating yeah. kind of thing of like, just let's just see, you know, what's possible. So, mm-hmm. um, so they're the two kind of dance cardio classes that I run at the minute, and then I've I run a, two stretch classes a week as well um and and I kind of I sell those because I I know the the impact of dancing on the body um yeah. and with my background so they're um, recovery sort of classes rather than exactly yeah and we say yeah. to get you back on the dance floor as quickly as possible so you have your chill out moment because then yeah. you can come back cool yeah. and so is this how the business is going to stay then are we gonna and are we gonna stay online or are we are you gonna go mm. into real life or What's the what's the future look like? <laughs> I say real so, life, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm with you. It's so, um, I think my brain kind of stops at that point because I think it's so hard to plan. I've right, basically, okay. I've got, I'm going with. My so we just go, you're following your nose, like you said at the beginning. Following my nose. And another motto I've come up with is, well, not come up with, but I'm going by is high hopes, low expectations. So I'm going to keep going. I hope that these, everything kind of stays online and goes well and, people will want to carry on. I love doing Mm -hmm. them online and I want to, I've kind of got a a membership um, 
now where I have like a little core group that pay monthly and so that's what I want is I want to build a little community online um and I've got friends that are doing it from in Scotland Mm -hmm. people that um friends of friends from all over the country that are kind of joining this online um membership and that's what I want to continue with because I can see that being a long-term thing and people Mm -hmm. and people really love it and I think you know the feedback that I've had sort of about the improvements in mental health and um people who are doing it online and saying to me I would never have gone to a dance class in real life like yeah and and I know they wouldn't have and and they're trying it and they're bringing their mums and their aunties and people are saying to me oh actually I feel like I can really let go more because I'm at home and I'm safe and I know that nobody's actually really looking at me and I can I can give it my all and release my inner Beyonce whatever you know they can (laughs) and 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 I encourage that and I want I want people to have that empowerment um so I think I'm going to keep this going for as long as um I can and I do see myself working online yeah yeah I suppose that model as well because people are going to want to at some stage when they can go back to real life they're going to want to go back to real life aren't they but then you'll still have an online audience. So yeah. it's absolutely possible that you can maintain an an online presence as well as a real life presence. I mean, hire a, stu- uh, a community hall, do it in there with a the camera set up on you mm. so that you can still go online to, to those people as well. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, um, there's definitely like ro- room for growth. Um, mm-hmm with it both it's just it's it's so hard to give things a time frame at the minute that's why I'm saying like low expectations because if it happens in a year or you know whatever like I'd love to have a physical a physical space that um yeah I think community spaces are so important um and to I know they're so highly sought after like especially here in Marple there's so many people running amazing classes in the community um and, and and I know that would come with an extra cost as well. So for me, the advantage of working online mm-hmm. is that I'm not having to, I mean, there's no petrol for me and there's no yeah, the time. Um, and the it's time, just time also, for you yeah. and, for, and for customers. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've got um, a few mums that come to the classes with kids under, so they're kind of younger, they're like under t- like two and under. So they, they need less sort of um structure really so they mm-hmm. the the mums say oh it's great I can just pop on 7 30 do your stretch class while um my partner's like getting the kid ready half an hour done Saturday morning yeah. yeah and it's really I think that's really interesting to me that it has made things really accessible for people and um so I yeah, yeah, and so, you, you're yeah. able to go global to some degree as well because yeah. so you said you've got people in Scotland and, and in other areas as well. And that's obviously what online helps with as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think I'm, yeah, I'm really trying to hone in um, while I've got this time on building um, this kind of community and making sure that my brand and who I want to um, be going forward now is kind of um, is in line with this sort of, uh, yeah, empowering mm-hmm dance and, and and it's under me it's under kinetic dance and well-being whereas before uh lockdown I was freelancing for a lot of other companies still and okay. and 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 actually it's down to Becky Field from Westfield Coaching that I'm even running a business in the first place um because she helped me make that that transition of you of you can do this and you can yeah. and and realizing that I have mm-hmm. got the the ideas and the passion to to go for it and I think um, I've kind of had to teach myself that I've got the business skills to go alongside that as well. So that's what this year has been about and going Fantastic. forward, I just want to continue growing that business side of it. Fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, cool. So I mean, we've covered, we've covered nearly everything. I think, I think there from a yeah. business point of view, <laughs> which is, which is excellent. I mean, you've, yeah you've got a great story there and I just I love that community thing and it like you were saying before so before we started recording um 
as such we were talking you were talking about how my story resonates with you and mm-hmm. the community thing the getting everybody involved the inclusive the inclusivity I think yeah absolutely and we've discussed obviously that dance sport music whatever it is it gets people involved and, and access that communication that's it's just awesome it's really inspiring listening to you and you're obviously inspiring a lot of people um getting them up so. and active through dance that's the aim isn't it even if it's yeah. just like one person I think that's what I you know success to me is just if one person says to me I was having a really rubbish day and now I feel better I'm like great that's and my, my job's done like exactly. that's yeah, yeah. yeah that's the that's the kind of the success to me in a way um, totally yeah, yeah I see that I, that I think everything that I do whether it's the mm. the events or, or the scoop if, if one person's listening and has benefited from it from yeah. the stories that I'm able to get out, then it's unreal. Well, I think Absolutely this is amazing because you're, you know, given given people the chance to come in and talk about themselves, I think is mm. really special because I think that's um, the just giving you know ordinary people a chance to kind of feel special is really really <laughs> great. So thank you for that. Yeah, I well, no, that. you're welcome. Yeah, I think yeah. it's for me. It was the case of when lockdown hit. Obviously, my business, my partner's business were both hit. But then it occurred to me as well that there's a lot of businesses that don't have a shop front like yours, like yeah. mine. And it's those businesses that needed the voice as mm-hmm. much as anything else. And I mean, it's one business at a time, once a week. It's not it's not huge by any stretch. But like you say, I'm giving everybody the opportunity, whether you're a business owner, to talk and be heard. Um, or whether you're a resident or another business owner to listen and find out because there might be collaborations from business owner to business owner or there might be customers listening to you. And I just think if I can help one person through the whole scope of it, and I know I have done because I've had some fantastic feedback, yeah. um, then so I totally agree with you. It's 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 all about helping people and, and just making a small difference, one one difference at a time. Yeah, I think that's it. I think community is so much about connections. And mm-hmm. I've only been in Marple, actually. I've only been in here for, for three years. And Right, um, okay. I was, going, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that, <laughs> that next. Ah, there you go. <laughs> as it there goes. Go. So nice little segue. So <laughs> you said that, so going into that, let me let me ask you the question, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were in, you went to the Erdang Academy, which was in London. Yeah. You then worked in Croydon. Yeah. You don't sound like a northerner. You might be no. a posh northerner, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you thing. where did you grow up? Um, I grew up on the other side of the peaks in Nottingham. Okay. Um, but it was like the sh- like the Nottinghamshire. So you are like a northerner. Sh- Oh, no, no, no. I'm East Midlands. I'm East Midlands. <laughs> um, North definitely. Of um, yeah, I don't know. It's a fun. Yeah, when I was in London, I was a northerner, definitely. Um, yeah. But now right. I'm um, on this side of the peaks. The weather is, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> not as hardy as I as I thought I was. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Nottingham, and my family uh, are still still there. But um, I moved cool. to moved to Manchester um, for a boy. For, okay for love um a number of people have said that they've done that as well it's brilliant yeah uh, as, and then they fell in love with them? the place <laughs> yeah. most of them they're, they're all still here well that's good that's good yeah well it worked out for us we're um, me and my partner yeah so we live together now and it's all it's all worked out luckily but um fantastic yeah yeah I didn't know a lot about um Marple or this part of the world but mm-hmm. as soon as we kind of found it and bought a house here it was just like just fell in in love like it's just Excellent. such a beautiful place to live yeah absolutely yeah so yeah I guess this leads us on to the question about I mean we've talked a lot about community and community dance is the local area your business being online now like how, how important is Marple and the area and the, the local community to the business has got to be an element of importance hasn't there with with what it is you're trying to achieve yeah I mean I don't I think um there's there's no way I can just exist online I think that wouldn't suit me and that mm-hmm. wouldn't I think I'd be in a bit of a vacuum then really I think I 
as soon as we can get back to doing things in real life I will um I will try I mean I think the the benefit of living somewhere like this is um the community is so welcoming and friendly and um I did start a, a family dance class called Dance Explorers which was at Romilly um Signal Community Hall mm-hmm. and I loved running it there because I love what Kerry who who looks after the hall she has such a good community kind of feel about um running the place but um I don't run that class anymore but you know I'd like to get that going again once we do get online and mm-hmm. I know some wonderful families that live around here but I think um just the for me what I'm thinking about is kind of talking to schools and um the schools around here seem really open to kind of doing community work and having dance and the arts be a part of that so I'm kind of hoping that you know I can establish a bit more of a, a name for myself in in that way once um we get back up and running yeah cool fantastic and then I suppose sort of so you've mentioned that you love the area but what is it what is it that you love about the area and would you I mean is this is this home now um yes yeah like, you have to think so... about that like, do you think... want to go back to Nottingham <laughs> or <laughs> oh no 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 definitely not definitely not um Nottingham I think nothing wrong with Nottingham it's just uh the this it's it's a funny one because most people I know live in London and okay. there's such a I'm trying to get everybody to move up here because I think people seem afraid to move anywhere that's not where there's loads of stuff happening and I I, I got that for a little bit but now I'm just like it's you could have just have such a better quality of life like there living, is loads of stuff happening you've just got to know where so to much. where to find it yeah, like Stockport. So I love the the Vintage Emporium is one of my favourite places to go. Um, I know loads of like amazing creative like businesses that um, uh, are up and running around here that I just, I think there's something about knowing, um, knowing, knowing the business personally that feels mm-hmm. really um, special, but also just being near the peaks because I'm a bit of an outdoor person yeah. as well so having that on the doorstep and just getting your boots on at the weekend and you can just do a walk like a 10 mile walk from your house into the hills is like is the yeah, dream that's pretty that your sort of area of stockport is is pretty special it takes me 10 miles to get to the peaks but <laughs> <laughs> it's like your local area not sure but who yeah. knows <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah. no that's uh, absolutely fantastic that is that's again one of the things that i love about the area too so yeah. um I suppose then to finish off, um, Chloe, um, in terms of dancing, movement, exercise, empowerment, what would your sort of top advice be to anybody who's looking to maybe, I suppose, try something different and and get moving I, again? Yeah. I would say start with to do something if you're the kind of person that needs um a bit of encouragement do something with a friend I always say like inviting a friend along to a dance class or you know obviously we can't go for walks but you know you can have a chat while you're walking on the phone or you Mm -hmm. can invite them to an online class or um have a bit of a an accountability person you know I, I do have a lot of people bringing friends to their dance classes as a like a even though they're online it's still a bit of a buddy um, yeah, yeah. thing and I think it's a face um, that you recognize isn't it yeah exactly it makes it a little bit less lonely um I think that might help some people but um for me it's just it's it's going through that I like like pushing people through that uncomfortable phase and kind of being like I think if you're not trying something that makes you feel a bit uncomfortable I don't know it's that feel the fear and do it anyway I think um you're mm-hmm. not you're not gonna it's if you're not feeling feelings and you, you don't kind of feel alive do you so I think doing yeah. something that gives you that like push that you think oh, I didn't think I could do that but um but I did it like that go for that feeling and remember how you felt after doing it and um mm-hmm. 100% agree with yeah. that that's that's how I describe multi-sport 
to yeah. be honest, because people have a huge fear of that and, and whatever it is, whether it's swimming or the mm. bike to the run or just transition or, or everybody looking more professional, like, so what? Mm-hmm. Just do it. Do it for you. Yeah. It's so funny hearing you talk about that because actually, yeah, because I, I view dance in this way, but actually if you tried to get me on a spin bike, I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should take my own. I should start walking the walk more. There we the go. Talk, but yeah. I'll tell you what, um, I'll come to one yeah. of your dance classes and right. you come to one of my duathlons. Oh, do you know what? I did get I did get a wetsuit for Christmas for my partner, so that is a start. There we go. Yeah, although I, go. I don't run triathlons at the moment, but oh, it's, <laughs> it's so run bike run. Just yeah, I do run bike run. Ah, uh, right. Okay, okay. But uh, but yeah, definitely get in the open water. Do it. Just okay. get down get down to sail, or, or I'm sure there'll be somewhere on the Goiter Valley. I think there is. Yeah, be loads of places to go. Just do it. All right then, I'll make a deal. I'll get, I'll do something uncomfortable that gets me out of my comfort zone. And you come to a dance class. All right. Uh, yeah. This is, I can edit this anybody, bit out, but yeah, and, it's Andy, a deal. Andy put a really excited <laughs> face just then for anybody listening. Yeah. Yeah, you're on. Fantastic. Oh, cool. All well, right. uh, what I, I knew when we we spent about 25 minutes before we yeah. pressed record, just chatting, and as so I knew it was going to be an awesome interview, just just spending some time with you beforehand. Um, it's been brilliant, really interesting, great story, and I, like you, you've said a few times, and we've we've obviously observed that our stories are quite similar in terms of our values and, and our business values, and I think that's really empowering. Um, that that there's there's people like us who will want to help the community through what it is that we do, which is Ace. Um, so to finish off, um, very last one is where can people find you? Um. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Kinetic Dance and Wellbeing, but I have to um, just mention, bear with me because it's it's <laughs> it's a work in progress at the moment. But I promise that if you do follow me, um, I can guarantee you some some laughs down the line. There'll be some silly videos of me just dancing around, making a fool of myself. So if you just fancy cool. a laugh, come and follow us there. But yeah. It's not fantastic <laughs> brilliant well i'll share that of information obviously on our website um Fab. so it'll be there at a click of a link when the episode goes live so uh all that leaves me to say is thank you very much oh thank you so much it's been great no no yeah. thank you it's been it's been really interesting so um don't forget as always please make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on each new episode and if you have been enjoying listening to the scoop please leave a review over on apple podcasts not only does it help showcase the podcast, The Scoop, um, but it also helps promote local businesses like Chloe's. Finally, to support what I'm doing, you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Scoop. And don't forget, whenever you're searching, it's spelt just like our postcode, S-K-O-O-P. Well, thanks again, Chloe. Great talking to you. Really interesting chat. Um, thank you. Bob, thank you so much. Thanks, Andy.